When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 162. Let's roll. And for most fantasy leagues, 12-team, 14, even uh, 16-team leagues, most of y'all are done the regular season and heading into the playoffs. Such a cool time of year. I think week 14 is fun because a lot of teams are jockeying for position. There's all sorts of cool stories about getting in and not getting in and losing by the skin of your teeth and all sorts of crazy rules. I know I commissioned a couple of leagues where there was drama for sure. Um, I love it. It's so much fun. And, of course, week 15 now, <clears throat> sort of a double – you know, if you're in a 10-team league or some sort of league that has the playoff start next week, well, this is a big week, obviously. But for most of us, it's week one. For many of us, or for many of you, I suppose, depending on how many leagues you're in, you might not be doing shit this week. You might be sitting on the sidelines. You know, that the buy is like a W. Win in advance. I love that. Um, it was interesting. I was, you know, on the Twitters, and uh, I, I saw the, um, you know, Dude, everybody's saying how good they are on Twitter and then people saying they didn't care and Matthew Berry going, really? Does people actually care? And, you know, just the whole thing, it kind of made a little bit of a wave. And, you know, uh, my buddy Bean Counter even said, I thought people were supposed to be like transparent. People hate it when they're transparent. I agree with all of this. I thought it was kind of crazy out there, like just a lot of conversation around guys trying to show some accountability. Um, I do keep track of you know, my W's and L's and each team and where it's at. And so I could have sent that same tweet where it was, you know, here's all the leagues I'm in and how many did I make the playoffs and all the rest of it. And, you know, I, I, it's not really, I don't know. I didn't want to do that. What I, what I felt like with accountability, I've done it once before with a tweet is I just sort of showed the actual league. Like I screenshot the, I screenshot the league, show people like, literal receipts rather than just what I said was the receipt. Cause I guess there's a lot of skeptics out there. You know, you put that out there. And of course I saw, I was like, I forget who did it, but someone was like hundred playoffs out of a hundred leagues, 99 buys, you know, it's like, you know, uh, I think it was Troy King, whatever. It's great, you know, great tweets, but it's like, nobody really, that's not really accountability because how the hell nobody knows all the leagues you're in. So you could just be making that shit up. So if, we, if people hate you, you're gonna they're going to say you're making it up anyway. So I didn't really want to do that. I was going to take full accountability or none, but I did think it was an awesome Twitter conversation. And, you know, I, I, I'm, the main point I made was that there's two separate skill sets out there. Some of the content creators 
are actually really, really good at analyzing the game and then telling people, you know, whether it be through whatever medium, uh, YouTube or on a podcast or on Twitter or by and they're writing on a website or whatever. They're really good at sharing, you know, ideas and helping people win at fantasy football. And they actually may not be all that good themselves. Um, you know, I heard some pushback from some people who also mentioned the, you know, the, the variance. And I thought that was a lot of redraft players were talking about that because it's true, man. Redraft is a bitch. But Dynasty is a different game, and that's why we all play it, because it's kind of like the long game. I know over time, if I'm really good at this, that Dynasty is the game for me. You know, um, you, you, you know, short term, DFS, one week, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be right all the time. But over the long period, that's why we love Dynasty. And and I think that's why we're, we're, we're all listening to this show. It's why I do this show. So... That, that was my two cents on that one. I don't really know. It's like, I think it's kind of fun though, just to, you know, hear the Twitter conversation. Speaking of Twitter conversations, I've got Michael P. Duncan uh, joining me today, which I know a lot of you love the Michael P. Duncan shows because he's my homeboy. You know, he's, he does all the shows. He's in the green room all the time. You know, he's throwing rotten tomatoes at me, literally throwing them at me. And it's, it's, it, you know, but here today, he steps out from behind the curtain, hops on the mic and joins me. So I want to bring my friend out, Mr. Michael P. Duncan. How are you, sir? If I could fly to California just to throw rotten tomatoes at your face, I would in a heartbeat. I know. I know. It's a little too expensive for my yeah. taste. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. It's true. It's a fact. You throw them at me. You just can't. I wish there it. was a delivery service for that. There probably should be and probably uh, will be. I like you can mail everything to people. You, yeah. There's like a thing where you can mail like a 1,000 pound like cinder block huh. just to like piss someone off because it's hard to move. Huh. There you go. Stupid. But you know, when, it, I, when I was in, uh, when I was a young, young lad, you know, there was no internet, you know, <laughs> I mean, it really wasn't. And so we used to do all sorts of weird mail shit. So we'd order all sorts of weird, weird hair club stuff you know, uh, porn and all this stuff and like send it to one of our friends and his mom would just get these packages every, all the time. And like, of course we would just, you know, free, like, you know, information on like whatever, just all sorts of sex change, whatever it was. There's like all, everything that was just completely inappropriate to send to a junior high kid was going their house. It was pretty awesome. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, that's it. That's that's how we had, used to have fun. That and we, you know, stick our head out of a window and hit mailboxes. Although I didn't like that one because I definitely knew someone would just go out to their like road and be like, "My fucking mailbox is broken." That seems yeah. like you know zero sum game. It's like what what the hell did we win for that? You know, so I didn't like doing that one. I, that wasn't for me. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, it's just not right. You know, it just feels stupid. A good practical joke. I'm in, even if it causes some destruction, but. The mailbox, nobody's there to see it. It's just, you know, fucking, I got to buy a fucking new mailbox because you punks. Like, what are yeah. you guys doing? It's stupid. Maybe they lose mail. Who knows what uh, was in there? Who knows? Yeah. You who don't knows? know. But the best was people used to used to know that would happen on certain roads. So they would put a, oh, a, a post this. and then a mailbox yeah. filled with cement in front of the yep. one that was the real mailbox. And it, so it just looked like two mailboxes. And guys would fucking hit that thing and they'd have their own fuck. The bat would fucking reverberate and crack them in the fucking head or whatever good riddance they deserve that shit this is a throwback but i'm like about 90 percent sure that that exact like the cinder block thing yeah. was in an episode of ghost whisperer that mm. show starring jennifer love hewitt back in the day she was fucking hot. yes yes 
Yeah. Uh, my mom used to love that show. I, I've seen every episode, and I'm like 90% sure that a kid died. Oh. And like she she would talk to the ghost, but kid died because he went to swing the, the bat and it came back and hit him in the head. There you go. It just killed him. Like, yeah. So, Holy shit. Be um, careful. Be careful in the yeah, streets. For whatever reason, that like triggered like a, you know, like a, a, a locked memory in my in my head so uh <laughs> now go. i'm gonna be thinking about jennifer love hewitt for the rest of the night so thank well you for that. hopefully you think about jennifer love hewitt going to bed and not the poor fucker who took the bat to the head and died agreed yeah agreed. all right all right so we'll see how that goes report back to us on tw- on twitter the people will be dying to know um, absolutely will not do no absolutely not <laughs> i know you won't all right well Here's the deal, man. First, before I get started, was there anything that happened in week 14 for you that was like just fucking that you saw was like, I've never seen this before, like just result oriented? Uh, Well, a three nothing game was uh, pretty terrible. Uh, It was not fun. to. I can't say I've never seen it before because I'm pretty sure I have. I can't remember. uh, Not fun to watch. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it wasn't fun to watch at all. I can't remember but, it though. Can you remember? I, I I don't have recollection of a three nothing game. Oh, not at all. I, I, um, and I'm sure a year from now I won't particularly remember this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean the the Ravens Rams game with the walk off touchdown was great. Baker Mayfield with a game winning drive. Baker Mayfield is so fun to watch, man. Yeah. Like I like I know he's not always the best at football, but like he's just fun to watch. I enjoy rooting for him. Uh, he's cool. Uh, sorry, I'm just like literally running down a list because I had done some prep for this. Wow. Uh, Jake Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Just, he's pretty good at football. Jake Browning might be good. You know, I've said this. Uh, I'm glad you brought Jake Browning up. I mean, I don't know if I want to talk too much about Baker, although he is an exciting low to mediocre player. Right. But, you know, he is. Right. Yeah. But um, but Jake Browning, it's possible he's good. Like I was. Yeah. I was looking at uh, this sort of, uh, I think it was a TikTok or whatever. It was just this guy who like broke down like the most successful high school quarterbacks ever. I don't know if y'all saw it. Probably a lot of you did. Um, And he's like the most prolific high school quarterback ever in the fucking world ever. Number one, best ever. And so, you know, he, he played at a high level in high school and delivered. He was great in college, then got hurt or something. Yeah, I think it was even his yeah. shoulder or elbow. I don't fucking remember the whole story, but, you know, and then went undrafted, became a journeyman. They weren't sure if he was ever going to come back. And here he is, man. And I, I tell you, like, I, I did I did not know that story. Um, And I was watching him, you know, whatever it was the first week or whatever. And I was like, hmm, this guy kind of looks like I, I, I wasn't like he's good. I was just like, that wasn't no, bad. He looks like he's he knows what he's doing yeah and i was like wait and then the second week happened and i was like i think this kid's got i think i even tweeted a couple times there i was like this guy might be fucking good fellas and then i saw that thing and i was like dude there it is there's the confirmation i was like so i'm kind of like one foot in with this guy like i i mean obviously you know we've seen this movie before with, with countless other players where they show, you know dobbs this year for crying aloud i mean we see it they show and then they just you know they can't you know, you know, withstand. I mean, shoot, CJ Stroud just had a, a, you know, a couple stinkers and, you know, if he was an undrafted, nobody, they'd be calling for his head. And that's how the league is. It's very fickle, but you know, so Browning, I don't know if he has staying power, but I think he's Gardner Minshew at, you know, at the, at the least. That that was going to be my comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's around where I think he's hovering right now. Yeah. Um, In terms of like, you know, he's probably going to be in the league for 10 years. Yes. He might not start another game after the season. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. He, you mean as a starter, starter? He'll probably as a starter. Yeah. He might not start a game. Yeah, start, um, start. He'll probably see some plays, but yeah, he, yeah, I don't think he'll. 
Um, not, I don't think, but there, there's yeah. a good chance. Yeah. Right? And I think he's yeah. one of those guys that probably deserves to be a starter based off. He's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world type of thing, you know, yeah. just like Gardner. I mean, you know, when Tim Boyle starting, you're like, wait, what, how does Jameis yeah. not have a fucking chair in this fucking, in this league, you know? So, yep. I mean, shit, Jameis should be starting in the team he's playing for. I mean, you know, yeah, it's just so bad. So sometimes it's a lot of imperfect decisions from these, uh, from these, you know, football coaches, but you know, easy for us to say standing on the sideline. There's uh, there's a lot of factors like the owner paying David Carr multiple yep. millions of dollars. So Derek, but close. Whatever, both those cards. I hope he's not playing David or paying David Carr. Yeah, he does not deserve the money after he said that. Did you hear what he said don't about even, your boy? Don't even start. Let's do if, it. If, if you want this to be the next hour of the podcast, um, no, David Carr's a moron. Like it, I don't even. I it started out as a somewhat intelligent statement because Agreed. he was like, if he's injured, maybe don't play him. Yep. That's a different like, statement. Okay. And then it just became, he can't read defenses and Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback than him. And it's yes. like, all right, well, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like just a moron. He literally like, no. was like, that take wasn't hot. It's like, as if someone was in his ear going, not hot enough. You're going to get yep. fired next week. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to say he's better. Like it, it yep. made no, made no sense. So God bless him. Yep. All right. So let's, let's move on to week one in the, Fantasy playoffs, which is week 15. And I've got some pretty interesting stuff to talk about there, but let's do so right after these words. Welcome back. And, uh, I, you know, as promised, week 15, week one of our fantasy playoffs is upon us. Obviously, if you listen to this, you know, take a, take a, take a week off, relax, and, and get ready for, you know, the semifinals. But um, here's the deal, man. You know, this Jets team has been dominating, especially against the pass. They've just been so fucking good. Like, you look at the stats against them every week, and it's like there's good, you know, passing games that go up against them and fall short every single week. The Miami Dolphins are traveling to the New York Jets, where they have a little bit of a resurgence on offense, too, with the all-of-a-sudden serviceable Zach Wilson I mean, this is just the full circle of life over there in New York. It's unbelievable. Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson, players of the week. I mean, it is, everything is broken. We're in, a, we're in a fucking simulation. This is no doubt about it. The script is in. But here's the thing. This, this Miami Dolphins team is holding a lot of people's tickets to advancing yep. this week. You know you know, there's a lot of Tyreek Hill. You know there's a lot of Devon Aching. You know there's a lot of Tua. You know, in super flex leagues, you can't bench Tua. Like, you don't have two. You very rarely have two better choices than Tua. Yep. You're not going to play Browning over Tua. You can't fucking do it. But you almost might, in hindsight, should have done that potentially. I don't know what's going to happen. Mostert, Waddle, like this whole team is loaded. And I would be terrified to play almost any of them. You know, I mean, obviously you're going to play them. But, like, if you're looking at it going, dude, Tua, Tyreek Hill stack, let's go. I'm, I'm against that in one league. And it's like, I'm like, yes, you know, what a fucking week to catch them. You know, this is this is a big deal, I think. And, you know, how this game turns out, I think, is going to swing a lot of, uh, you know, week week one uh, playoff matches. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's scary. It's terrifying. It's the kind of thing. 
I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but it was it was maybe even five years ago. I was in a league where I was, um, I think I came in third, but I was being carried by like a certain stack, and they both had a terrible matchup in the first round of the playoffs. And the biggest thing I was hoping for was to get that first round by right. just to avoid that matchup because after that, it was gold. Right. I didn't get it. I lost in the first round because that stack failed me. Uh, so, like, I can personally say, like, it, it, it doesn't feel good. That being said, like, they've played the Jets once. It was a bad game for Tua because he had two interceptions and a fumble. But Raheem Mostert was awesome. He had 94 yards, 20 carries, two touchdowns. Obviously, that's going to be a little split up between Devon Achan. Uh, but Jeff Wilson also had, you know, 11 carries, 56 yards. Tyree Kill was awesome. A uh, hundred yards, uh, a touchdown. Jalen Waddle, one hundred fourteen yards. It's not like it's impossible to score fantasy points against this team. Yeah, but more often than not, it's not going to be fun to watch. I mean, the Dolphins still put up thirty-four points. I do believe one of those touchdowns was a defensive score, but um, yeah, that is true. Uh, they did have a touchdown. It's not going to be pretty, but I think you're right. There's not many scenarios where you're looking at Tyree Kill and saying bench. He's the number one wide receiver in the league this year. He might be the MVP. Raheem Mostert is like a top three running is a top three running back in fantasy. And Devon Achan, he might be in a weird way the one I'm least worried about. I know. Yeah. Because he's just gonna do his thing on like he could get five carries and have three touchdowns. Like I, I don't even know. Like he's he's ridiculously talented. Every time he touches the ball, he can take it for a home run. So I wish there was something better than just kind of shut your eyes. Maybe don't watch the game and check in with it afterward. <laughs> so if we look back at that last matchup, it was, um, you know, it was in New York. This one's there, at least at home. Um, yeah. it, but um, I will say, you know, two is worst game of the season. You know, his only single digit yeah. performance. I think whatever he had five or six fantasy points, if that, um, you know, and Tyreek Hill did go off. But unfortunately, he went off the field last week. I know he came back. I know, you know, he's not like broken dead. But like if he just doesn't have that extra thing or if he tweaks it or who knows? I mean, sometimes you can play on adrenaline. Maybe it's worse this week than I don't really know. Um, I just know that if I were playing him, especially playing that stack, I'd be like, Jesus, man, come on, you know, and and I've got a lot of HN. I've got a lot of them going and a lot of, you know, matchups. And I know a lot of people are hoping there, at least the jets have been a little bit softer against the run. Um, So that's where most certain HN might, you know, might come through, but it's, it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. I think that that, the last time they played too was a boil game. Wasn't it? Was that boil? I don't remember. Well, yes. I, yeah, it was Black Friday. I believe it was the Boyle game. So, I mean, they got um, Boyle, too, yeah, which, was. which you know, it's easier to sort of play good offense when you get the ball immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, No, that's it's true when you have that many opportunities. So, I mean, unless Zach Wilson really, really implodes, which I suppose is possible. But, I mean, good. yeah, of course that's in the cards, right? But, you know, so it's going to be a very interesting game there. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I would not want to be playing Jalen Waddle. I don't think. I don't think you know. But yeah, good good yep. good luck on you. Um, I think what we'll look at in terms of the Miami Dolphins too is I think Connor Williams was hurt too. My yeah, goodness. he's on IR. Oh, they put him on IR. I saw yeah. that. I saw that he was hurt. But wow. So there you go. Even more problems for for Miami going forward. You know, Tyree kills ankle. By the way, hey. You know, want to know where I have that stack going against me? It's actually in the big game. I talk about all the times that new startup we did, and Josh yep. Lee was on the show last 
well, whatever, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. I'm playing him in the in round one. We're like, the, dude, we it sucks. We're playing each other in round one. Let me just look at this real quick because this is interesting. Josh, if you're listening, listen. We are number one. Well, I'm number one, and he's number four in, in uh, max PF. Number one and number five. He's a little bit further down. I'm still number one in points four, but I'm number one in points four, number one in max points four, playing in the first round against a good team. I always, you know, hate that shit, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah. But I'm playing against him. He's got the Tyreek Hill to a stack, and then he has Justin Fields against Cleveland. Wow. Yeah, dude. I'm That's, catching him well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, I, I think Justin Fields is going to be fine, but the chance of implosion is. Yes. Eminently more likely. Yeah, like sacks and fumbles and picks yep. and yeah, there's just yep. there could be a I actually think that it could be it could be oh it could be really bad. So those are some things I I'll be watching in the big game. Um the the other thing I noticed with this with this week, Michael, is it's like there's a lot of shit games all the way until late Sunday. I mean, there's maybe a couple good ones, but like it gets like if you just I, I in other words, how many percentage of playoff teams have players from game, you know, one, two, three, four, whichever game? It's like all the players are pro- probably in these late games. Like late Sunday, you get the Commanders versus the Rams. I know that that's not exactly, but that's a high scoring, you know, affair likely. Sam Howell's the top 10 quarterback in fantasy. Like, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm Logan saying. Logan Thomas, like, even Curtis Samuel recently. Yep. Brian Robinson. I'm not as high on him, but he's been top 10 most of the year. Like, there's exactly. a lot of fantasy, a lot of fantasy players on that offense. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I mean, I I have McLaurin sort of somehow on, on, a, on a competitive team. and I'm not so, counting him as a fantasy asset. N- no, but it's like a, it's a great he's matchup. A and then on the other side of the ball, of course, there's a ton. I mean, with, with Cup, Kyron Williams, and Puka. And Stafford yep. certainly in Superflex League, so that's a big one. But then the big ones are like, you know, the three next ones are like late Sunday, Cowboys, yeah. Bills. I mean, that's huge. There's so much yep. fantasy goodness in that one. Ravens yep. at Jaguars, again, yep. lots of stuff there. ETN, Lawrence, right? Ridley, obviously Lamar. Um, and then Evan Ingram. I think that's a Sunday night game too, Ravens, Jags. And then um, Eagles, Seahawks. On Monday yep. night, with two defenses that should just give it up. So I mean, if you're down on Monday night, the Monday night madness, the Monday night miracles could definitely be come through. Plenty, yes. So it's going to be fucking I mean, awesome. I, I I wish I had like there's a ranking I see like every week of like the most. Uh, I I know that the the Eagles have given up the most wide receiver one slash two games of the entire season by like a landslide. So DK Metcalf, JSN, right. um, even Tyler Lockett, possibly. Yeah. Um, their run game, their run defense hasn't been as good as it was early in the season. It's still good, but yeah, Kenneth good. Walker is going to be an option. Yep. And then yeah, on the Eagles side of the ball, you just got the same guys that you expect. They're going to have mean, to score to win. Exactly. I mean, it's just yep. going to be. Yeah, it's going to be bonkers, I think. And, and and so, I mean, I suppose it's possible all these things don't, you know, happen or whatever. I mean, you know, there's certainly short samples, but I'm telling you, man, though th- that finish to Sunday night is going to be absolutely wild and I'm so so excited for it. Yeah, and I was just I was out of curiosity, I was looking at the schedule like I think two of the better games are actually on Saturday. Like Minnesota and Cincinnati, there's a <laughs> decent amount of players in those games. And then you've got Denver and Detroit, like a couple, you know, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson's been doing some stuff like, 
But then, yeah, like I'm looking at the Saturday one o'clock or the Sunday one o'clock slate, and in each game, there's you know there's always a guy or two. Yeah. But really, it's 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 crazy. I, I don't know if I realized how much because once you had four o'clock, you got San Fran, Arizona, and then the three that we talked about, four that we talked about. So, so <clears throat> I've got to I've got to I've got to make a quick shout out. Um, I was supposed to have Shane Manila. I was going to have Shane on this week, um, and you know Shane, you know just couldn't make it. So you know we, we you were you were scheduled to be on the show with me a little bit too. This week, Mister Mister P Duncan, um, but uh, Shane, I, I want to talk about a couple of um, dynasty game theory things and and sort of strategies things that sort of come down to the wire. And I know there's one of them that you're going to take some umbrage with Mister Falcone, but I got to before we get to that because that's going to be fun. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of folks in our league that are like, "When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming?" And it's coming. But before I do that, I wanted to mention um, a couple of trades that went down in the Dynasty Game Theory Invitational with a lot of sharks, a lot of great players, just amazing, you know, name brands, if you will. But there were two trades that happened that I was like, dude, what a fucking great trade. And they were both by by Shane Manila. And Shane backed his way into the playoffs, okay? I mean, he didn't have a bad team, but he was on the outside looking in. He actually took over Thor Nystrom. Thor lost last week, and you know, and Shane won in a very close match, like against a very, you know, strong opponent. He had to score to win, scored a bunch of points, gets it done, gets himself in the playoffs, and he's probably not the favorite, but he's in. So it's like, okay, well, there's no trade deadline, obviously, and it's like, so now all the the, the teams, the managers that are not in the playoffs are fair game and he attacks. And I'm going to give you the first trade he makes. He trades Jordan Addison straight up for Cooper Cup. So he gets Cooper Cup? Yep. Playoff team, give me Cooper Cup. Wow. Wow. Right? You're like, fuck, there you go. Okay. That's actually pretty good if you're like trying to win right now. I'm like, sheesh. The next one, he trades Christian Kirk and gets Raheem Moster. Wow. So he goes and yeah. So he goes and moves Kirk and Addison for Cup and Moster. Stretch run. Go fuck yourself. Shane Manila. Gigantic balls. I love it. I'll be honest, I've never been more out on Cooper Cup than I am right now. Right. In my life. I've yeah. always loved Cooper Cup, even before he was the hotness. Yeah. But like he since that initial two game stretch this past week was his first double digit fantasy week. I know since he came back from it. Like it's he's been terrible. But who's more likely to win you all the money? And that's I I get it. It's I like I, that's I do why get I it. Love the balls, you know. I wish it would have been someone else, and I would be more excited. Yeah, um, uh, but but still, Jordan now, Addison is a really really good asset. Well, that's the thing is I look. You, you can sit there, and I'm with you. It's a trade that I likely don't make, which is why I mention it. Because you know what? At yep. the end of the day, all this you know long-term value bullshit, which I'm into and all the way I talk, and it's good to see different players. And this is what yep. I was going to have a conversation with him about was like just how there's different philosophies of getting it done. I will tell you, as the number one seed, I'm 13-1. and one, I finally lost. Knocking on wood didn't work. Um, but you know, like I said, we, we got our loss in just before the, 
the, uh, the, 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 the playoffs. I didn't want my team coming in with all that stress and pressure. They're not worried about going undefeated. They're just going to go handle business. But, but, um, but I was like, when he made those two deals, I was like, Oh fuck, that sucks. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, what an idiot. I didn't say that in my head. I said, He's more dangerous now. He's got yeah. He's got shit that can beat our asses. You know, add that to an already good team. Kirk was out. Addison was like, eh. I mean, you weren't playing Addison with any sort of. Nobody's putting Addison in. Going that motherfucker's coming through. Like those days are over. Like it, it might happen, but Cup, you put him in with confidence despite everything that's happened. Oh, see, I don't uh, against Washington. I- Against dude. anyone, dude. Dude, I will. I, you're you're I, telling me yes. that I haven't played one bad defense? First of all, if you look at Cooper Cup, he also hurt himself, and he's slowly increased his performance since that injury. He is. He looked really good against the Ravens. Played really well. Stafford's looking for him. I am. I am playing Cooper Cup with confidence wherever I have him this week, and so won't Shane. I have more confidence than I did two weeks ago. Just saying, not man. the amount of con- like not the amount of confidence confidence that the name Cooper Cup should sure. bring me. No, he's not um, the top two play, but I mean he's I, there's not that many players I would put over him uh, this week, especially against the awful, awful Washington Commanders at home in a must win spot. That team is also very competitive. I remember that at the beginning of the season, the one thing I said about Cup and Stafford and this whole team was I was just afraid that they might get hurt, which. They kind yeah. of fucking did, but that they could also be out of it and like saving them for next year. Like, ah, don't worry, guys, you know, but they're not. They're actually they're not a not, you know, not only a playoff team, but like this is all they got. You know what I mean? What else are they? They're yeah. not playing for next year. So they're letting it all hang out. I mean, they, they might be back next year, but their time is now. So, you know, it's it's. I just think they're going for it. I think that they're going to put the sh- the smackdown on on Washington. I think Cooper Cup could have a big big game. One of them, someone's having a big game. Let's put it that way. Whether it's Puka or Cup, someone's scoring a touchdown or two. I think the second trade is incredible. Yeah, like the second trade is. I would make that on ten out a hundred out of a hundred competing teams. Yeah, like that's it's not even a question. Right, hurt because guy the for, asset of Christian yeah. Kirk. I like Christian Kirk. Yeah, I actually think if he wasn't injured, he'd be a perfect like target for right. a win now team because it's like he's not going to cost you a ton. He's pretty consistent. He's a good NFL wide receiver and he's pretty important to that offense. Yeah, uh, but I mean, giving him up is not like if you really wanted to get him back, he's not going to cost a ton. Raheem Mostert has yeah. what sixteen touchdowns this season. Yeah, but these are like these are win-win deals. Back. These are win-win deals because you know even the guy who sold Mostert happy to get Kirk for him yeah. because I mean Mostert's thirty-two. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? You know, it's like I get myself a, a very good to maybe great. I don't know somewhere in there, like wide receiver two or three. Um, you know, who's twenty-seven, maybe twenty-eight years old, and I sell yeah. on a running back who might be you know primarily replaced, and even if he's not, he's thirty-three next year. Like. Yep. Yeah. Fuck, no, trust yeah. me. I, I win, agree. Win. Like it's win win. Longtime listeners of this podcast know that I love Christian. Kirk. They sure do. And sure lo- do. and that I love what he does for the Jackson and his contract. The offense. one thing you love about Christian Kirk is his I, contract. Well, I'm just joking. I'm just have- it's necessary. <laughs> it's a necessary. Hey, evil. you were you were right. How's that? Thank you. You're welcome. I felt great. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. You were uh, right. If I had hammered basically any other point that offseason, it wouldn't feel as as good. But I'm, I, I made I, you go high pitched on that one too. I, if it's, you it's not right. very. I, I'm learning. I'm I'm learning this about myself. It is not hard to do that. <laughs> it is not hard to push my buttons and really just get me 
get me going. It's, well, let's uh, see yeah. whose buttons get yeah. pushed with this next topic. Okay. All right. Michael P. Duncan in my very own, my listener league, our listener league. I mean, this is your show too. Our listener league just recently advocated for me to be thrown out of the league. He did. I, I advocated for you to be thrown out. You did. I don't want to put this on the listeners. No, you I did. advocated for you. You advocated for me to be thrown out of my own league. Well, first Defend of all, I thought it would be hysterical. If, well, I, all I need to say is that would be hilarious. It yes. was like 6 a.m. your time. You're telling me if you woke up and saw that Chalk, your friend, kicked you out of the league that is named after your podcast. Oh, my God. I would pay actual money to yes. get like get that reaction on tape. I, 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 I think the first thing you'd do is call me, probably. <laughs> that would be my son, either me or Chalk. And then, like, I, I don't know what would be going through your head, but I would die for that. That well, would be hysterical. The, the one thing I would do, as you know, would be come out firing for no yes. reason other than just to do that. Like, just to, yes. like, I would say things like, Michael Duncan, you're fired. Or, you know, like, I would just say things like that are just like the dumbest. And people would, I would just, I would just create the firestorm and see what happens with it. Because I agree yeah. with you that your take that it would be the funniest thing of all time is a fact. That is correct. I would love it. No, no, that is correct. And I agree with you. If I'm in your position, I'm definitely trying to maneuver for there to be a coup. No doubt. Yeah. So that is correct. I've always wanted to throw a coup. I feel like Korg in Thor Ragnarok. I don't think that reference is for you, but he's always trying to overthrow a government um, and he's not very good at it. So right yeah. now, like Korg, I am over one. So uh, always fun, though. Always a good time. You did uh, good. But yeah, in, in actuality, the reason that this mm-hmm. all happened was uh, because and I, I didn't even really see this happening. I was at work as it start as the conversation started. Yeah. Uh, but the conversation started because basically over the past however many weeks, you had not been starting. My in best. my opinion, no. even a legal lineup. Yeah. Some week. Well, I, don't I, know, I would it's legal, legal because lineup. there's no rules against it. You could sit all your players and it's legal. There's no rule against well, not fielding a lineup. And that's and that's where we disagree. Yep. That's um, where we're going to have a conversation. That's, that's yeah. Uh, the, the main disagreement is in the bylaws. The and they're, they, they aren't very like, you know, they aren't very thick. They're pretty, you know, thin bylaws. Yeah. But it, it's you have to you cannot start an uncompetitive team is essentially what it says um, with a lot of room for the commissioner to pick and choose what that means, basically. Um, and, you know, I trust Chalk. He's a great yeah. commissioner. Uh, he commissions a bunch of leagues that I'm in. Um, but to me, the main issue with you starting by week quarterbacks or injured players yeah. or uh, whatever and leaving <laughs> guys like, do you, did you, you had Tua for a while, right? Yeah, I had Tua on the bench, yeah. Yeah, two like yeah. two on the bench. Like, yeah, I was trying to lose I, on purpose. Yeah, yes. so yeah, so you were trying to lose. You were trying to get the higher draft. Pick yes, because this league does not use max points for. We will by next year. Yep. Um, but this league currently does not use max points for. That's so it's right. strictly it was, it was erroneously not scored. in all of Chalk's all of Chalk's leagues are max PF. And when we looked earlier in the season, I was like, oh shit, it's not. We maybe I fucked that up. I don't really know. It's no, no blame, but it just was that way. I said, okay, well, if it's not max PF, then of course the strategy changes. Um, and so I will say a couple things. Number one, this is important. And I'll say this to you because I don't think I've ever shared this. And I've never, I don't think mentioned this ever on a pod. I, so the first part that I have said is that you have to do whatever it takes to make your team win 
We said it with chalk last week to make your team win and better, no matter what it takes, as long as you don't break a rule or one of the laws of the league, everything else is fair game. And, and of course, no colluding, you know, no helping another team. That's obvious. So as long as you don't do those things, um, do whatever the fuck you can. And if there's not a rule for it, well, then you found what's called a loophole or an edge. And then if we want to change the rule around that loophole or edge, we do so. We, we make a rule that you can't do the thing that you did to gain an advantage. Okay, great. Now it's a rule. Never happen again. It's kind of fucked up that you did that, but that's not a rule. Now it's a rule. So, But the one thing I'll tell you is even with that as my primary basis for operation, I my skin crawls not trying to put the best lineup forward. It just it feels awful. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that because I'm so competitive. So then I'm facing down the situation where it's like, I want to win every time. Every time I'm doing anything, I want to win. That's just, fuck, how I'm programmed. That's why I'm in the whole thing. That's why I played sports in the damn first place. Like, that's what a lot of us are built like. So then I'm looking at going, well, I don't want to actually win here. (laughs) My team wants it to lose because I'm not making the playoffs. And if I lose here, I get a better draft pick. So, fuck, I hate that spot. Okay, number two, then I look at, well, who am I playing and does it matter if I lose here to the competitive balance of the team? I'm playing the other guy who has um, who who I'm going against for the damn pick. And then I look at his team, Mr. P. Duncan, which you can defend me on this. And he had bye week players and injured players in his lineup. And I said, well. I think my best will beat his best. If he puts his best lineup in there, I think I win. I would agree with that, probably almost certainly. But he didn't. So guess what? Neither am I. What's the fucking difference? We're going to parse the difference of that's not the game. We're not, that's not in the rule book. That whole shit's not there. So if he ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. Now it's not even you, can't even, you can't even come at me. So I felt a lot better about kind of doing it on purpose. But even if he didn't, I probably still would have made the necessary adjustments of my roster to make sure I kind of lost. And I, it really bugs me because I hate doing it. I'm doing it in another league that I, that I commission and I'm all for changing the rules so that it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to go from the one Oh five to the one Oh two, that's worth a lot. And, and you know, whatever the case. So that's the way I played it. And uh, maybe you can, you can respond to my, uh, you know, fence. Yeah. I mean, inherently, I don't think I really disagree with anything you said. Um, I think where I draw and to be clear, uh, yeah, that, that dude was doing the same thing. It's just not nearly as fun to try and get him kicked out of the that's league. That's right. No, yeah. Um, we don't need like to go. Out. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to get one of the listeners <laughs> no, of this of podcast not. to get kicked out yes. of the league when he's no. doing the same thing as like, that's the, right. The, the yeah, story the, is if yeah, I get kicked too. out for sure. Yes, exactly. That's when it's fun. That's when it, that's when it's a coup. Yes. Uh, I mean, we did have someone calling for, uh, me to create my own listener league yes. and then go up against <laughs> you at the end. Yes. Um, of the season. But anyway, uh, where I where I have an issue with it and why. And this was something you said in the chat. Like I, I said, that is an uncompetitive team. And you said for you, it is competitive because it's landing you in a position that is better for your team. Yep. I agree with that. What I agree, what I disagree with is what that does to the league. And this is like this coming Agreed. from someone who <laughs> I like to commission. I commissioned my home dynasty league. I've commissioned a lot over the years. Like my issue is my least favorite thing is when there's an inactive owner in a league yes. because it doesn't screw you. Like you, you were setting a competitive lineup. I just checked until about week eight since week eight, you haven't scored a hundred points, right? 
in this league, 200 points is not crazy. Like the, the scoring <laughs> is a bit inflated for perspective. Like I know some leagues, not everyone is scoring hundred points every week. You've had multiple weeks of like 1938. Like you have not set a competitive lineup since week eight. Anyone who played you weeks one to eight, I mean, I guess they're shit out of luck because if they play you from weeks nine to whatever, that's a free win. If you're competitive prior to, like, if you're competitive all season, and say I lost you early in the season because you just had a you had a really good week, you were starting a full lineup, and then the dude that I'm competing against for the one seed or yes. maybe the bye week, you see where I'm going with. Of this. course, and I I agree with that, right? So there's merit to what you're saying. I think there's merit a thousand percent. And I don't disagree with that. And I don't like that. Now, I did. I actually don't think I I think I did actually play my most best lineup after week eight. It just wasn't very good. I traded a lot of shit away and I had a lot of injuries and whatnot. I don't think I was tanking in those weeks. Those were just my bad team. But the 38, 19 ones. Oh, yeah, those were two tanks. I had two tanks. But the, the point of the matter is that you bring up a good point of of, OK, so as that's happening, I'm playing a team. Now, I will say that happens in the NFL too. You know, someone gets a free walk at the in, in week 18 because the Eagles have already clinched the one seed and they play fucking, what was that guy who deserved a look? Remember? Who was that guy? It was, uh, it was, uh, it was Nate, oh, shit. Nate Sudfeld. Um, Nate Sudfeld. He deserved a look. I to say Nate. He deserved a look. Remember that fucking nonsense? So, first of all, First and they of did all, that to get a better pick. No, it, I'm just saying it happens in the yes. real NFL too. Well, that you can't compare the two because th- there's also the fact of like, do we really want to injure a guy we just paid a shit ton of money to? Sure. Do I really want to get the fifth pick when I can get the second pick? It's no, but it's that's, all no yeah. because that no no you you can't like I understand what you're trying to say. You cannot compare the two. I just you did. are not putting your guys at more injury risk by putting them in your starting. My lineup. wallet's getting at more risk. No, because you already paid. Yes, and I want a better team next year, and I can get. You're more not in for danger of losing your job. No, like no. The, you, you well, can't maybe, compare but the two. It has nothing. I to understand do with... the merit of what you're trying to say, Thank but you. you cannot compare the two. It's okay. Take and, it off and the also, table. And also, that's that's also one week versus seven. Yeah, I'm. I well, I I, I disagree with seven. Also, the other okay, thing fine. that's other one thing, week versus five weeks. The other NFL, thing that, NFL teams don't do it for more than one week. The other thing you can do is make a rule. Okay, now I'm in a league right now where it's max PF, and I have um I, I, I'm there are teams in that league. It's like a dynasty league. You start ten or twelve, whatever it is, and then you have what another twenty bench spots. There, yeah. you know, something like that, whatever, 15, 20, whatever it is, right? So it's a full 25, 30 man, whatever. Okay. And there's guys with like only 15 players rostered. There's like 15 empty bench spots, no taxi, no nothing. Why? Because they're trying to limit their max PF. They've only kept their very, very like the 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 assets they're sure to keep. Everything else is stripped. They have no backup quarterbacks. It fucks up the free agent pool and everything. But you know what? I haven't complained once. You know why? Because there's no goddamn rules against it. And it's a it's a wild, wild West League where there's five, maybe four or five teams fully in tank mode for max PF. And it's like almost fucking comical to me. And I took over an orphan there. It's my first year. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle, actually, which really sucks. But I'm trying to figure it out because I'm not getting I'm not doing that because I have too many assets, whatever. Long story short is I'm watching the sort of the texture of this league. And, yeah, there's a different sensibility around what's you know, moral or not. And and that's the whole point is that I'm not here to judge morality in my dynasty leagues. I'm here to play by whatever the rules are. 
And then if there's a rule that we collectively as a, as an economy don't like playing as a society of 12 dudes or gals in a league, then we change the rules. And if you don't like the rule changes or how they change rules, then that's also a problem, right? So there's a whole government of this, but my point is it's not against the rules. So go fuck yourself is basically the very simple thing. And that's what they would tell me in that other league that I joined where they're doing the very same. It's a different thing, but they're doing the very same thing. They're not competitive. Their team has been stripped down. They've traded all their assets away. They dropped other guys. It's but really starting a legal lineup. Um, I guess I don't even, I don't know. Is that, a, is that, is, I would not, I, I commissioned a league where a guy, I think he didn't play anybody all year. He just fucking tanked. It was the dumbest thing ever from the first game though. Um, which also somehow is like kind of fair, although it's not even because some teams play that guy twice and someone play him once, but still he dumbly. And to me, it's the dumbest fucking strategy I've ever seen in my life. And, and he was called a bitch and a, and like, you know, rightfully so called names during the whole thing. Like, I never, as the commissioner, said anything about like the legality of it because there was no rule against it. He chose to do it. I thought it was really stupid and it wasn't awesome for the league. But you know what? The league was fine. Everybody was fine. Like everybody just kind of fucking knew they were going to win that week, and that was that. And he got the one hundred and one. I think he took Najee over uh, over Trevor Lawrence. So who the fuck? You know, you, it's fine. Dumb people in league, whatever. All I'm saying is. The, the genesis of all these dumb things that happen in dynasty leagues can be solved with a rule that solves them, not a complaint or a, oh, shouldn't. And, and I don't like the arbitrary stuff. You need to play your best lineup. What the fuck does that mean? Well, no, I, I'm not saying best lineup. Yeah. I never once said best lineup because I agree with you. Okay. We don't know shit. We don't know shit. I said legal lineup, yeah, which it, is where I draw the line yeah. with an issue. I don't so then think I could play ever like setting Drew an Locke, illegal right. I could play Drew Lock and Mike White over Tua and Gino. In theory, I lean more toward that being an illegal lineup. I like it. So that is more that is more moral gray area. Yeah. Regardless, my point when is, I hear, is it, when there's gray area in in that stuff, I don't like it because I'm just going to go to the edge of where the rule is. That way, we don't have to have the conversation about where the morality is or where the thing is. Just have a. Sh- a stern rule. And if there was a rule that I have to play all my starters or something like that, and it was a, it was a, I, I would be very upset by that because here's the thing too. You get into a situation where what if a guy does it by accident because it happens. I mean, I've, um, Matt Chester accidentally played uh Gino this week in, in the club championship no, in there. I get it. You know, and I I'm not, I, I didn't, I mean, I, I don't. He didn't do that nefariously. He fucked it up. You know, he's like Look, manages fifty leagues or whatever, and that's that's a free fucking. You know, if if I'm playing in the in the NBA and I flail and hit Yusuf Nurkic in the face, I'm not getting suspended indefinitely. Yeah, Draymond Green is because he's Draymond Green, and we're sick and tired of seeing that shit. But there's rules you against hitting with- people in the face. But you just can't do yeah. that. So there's a rule. I mean, yeah, but and don't but, do that. Yes, but then the the fact of the matter is, is like if it was me, I'd get a warning. Maybe I get suspended in one game. More likely, I get fined. I'm not getting suspended indefinitely. If you make a mistake and it happens, fine. But to me, setting an illegal lineup 
is uncompetitive because it doesn't only affect you, it affects the league. Yeah. And it affects your and it doesn't affect the league in a holing equaling type of way. It affects your matchup that week right. in a way that is positive for him and negative for the rest if of the If I week. begin to tank, right? If I begin to tank, uh let's say it's max PF, right? It's max PF. Yeah. For those who don't know what max PF is, I'll just explain it. It's like a it's best ball lineup. It's uh, you, the you you could put all your guys on the bench, start none of them all their points would be as if it's a best ball lineup and it gets calculated. Your best lineup each week gets calculated as max PF. So when you have max PF, your you, you know, tanking would then include me trading away all my good players for hurt players, picks, younger guys who aren't playing yet, you know, uh, Marvin Mims and second round picks and all, you know, Christian Kirks and all these guys. I'm, I'm collecting all these guys who don't score points, all these assets that don't score points. I'm getting rid of them. I do that around week eight. It creates a competitive imbalance. Should I not be able to do that? Of course not. You have to be able to do no, that. No, you should be able to because that, like, that's different. But my point is, is tanking in one way or tanking in another way does create competitive imbalance from the person who played you in week one when you had Nick Chubb and everything was going your way, pal, to when now you're fucking giving it all up and you're, you're a runway. And so this happens in, in this crazy game, which is also why – there's another one. I don't think I told you this, but Rhinos is not happy. I have a rule in a couple of leagues. I really like it where, you know, one and two get the buy. Three, four, five in the order that they're oh, in the standing this, this one. Yeah. get the, in the playoffs. The sixth and final playoffs. So I know Scott Fish has done this in many of his leagues. He loves yeah. it. I, I, I didn't get it from him, but this I talked to him. It's a very common one as well. It's very common. And the sixth and final one is the most points scored for the rest of the teams in the league, whoever scored the most points. And a lot of times it'll just be this. It'll be the same six, you know, because it's like, yeah, fucking guy beat you and he had more points. Of course, you know, whatever. Um, But other times it won't be. It'll be someone who was a few, you know, spots down. You know, maybe you beat him by one game, but he has more points scored. He's in, you're out, pal. Um, I think it does create a little bit more strategy because, and a little bit more, you know, you're, you're more teams are in it for longer generally, um, because, you know, you can, you can see a different path to getting in the math is a little tougher to see if you're, you know, out of it yet. Um, because you're like, wait, can I catch motherfucker? What if he loses? He only has that. Maybe I could catch him. If he happens to lose, I can, you know, so all the, all the scenarios are a little bit tougher to calculate makes tanking sometimes like. I might not want to tank. Matter of fact, one of the other leagues that I mentioned I am tanking in, if it was points four for that, you know, that last spot, man, I'd have been in it even still right now because I've got a good team, but I'm just too too many wins back. I can't get there. Long story short, Rhinos ended up with the six seed. He was uh hold on, eight and five or something, whatever the fuck the math is, you know? Uh eight and uh eight and six. Is that the is that the math? I'm not good at math. Uh, eight and seven. Yeah, it would be eight and eight six. And eight. eight Four, and fourteen weeks is eight and six. Fourteen, eight and six. So I think he's eight yeah. and six. Yeah, he's eight and six, and a five and nine team is getting in over him, and he's just furious. He's furious about. It. So there you go, rhinos, eat it. But I, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Now that could be a lot of things, but the point there is that that five and nine team kind of got a rough run of like running into the the hottest team in the league. Look, it's going to happen. I, th- that's why some of these rules are designed to overcome some of the things that we do and don't like. Now, 
Some people would say, oh, I fucking hate that. Cool. I don't, I don't have a problem with you hating that or liking that rule. It just happens to be the rule. So you got to play to the rule. In this particular case, a very egregious sort of result happened where it's like, wow, what a total difference of who's making the playoffs in this league. Uh, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, but I also just think that's very different. Like, I, I, I think, yeah, they're both meals, I guess, but one of them is like the, the the tanking issue is like a sandwich, and this issue is like a Caesar salad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in like a analogy type mood, so I'm going for it, and it's not making a ton of sense. But I mean, yeah, it, it you're not. I, I I think that's totally reasonable. Personally, yeah. I, I I don't have any. I understand if people have an issue with that because I think the argument is well. If it's if you just want it to be based without luck, then don't play the games. And it's like, well, that's why it's only the last spot. It's to reward if the scenario happens where there's one guy that got really unlucky all season. Yeah. Which we've all been that guy. If you've played fantasy long enough, we've all been that guy. And it's like, okay, but that's in an effort to put the best possible teams in the playoffs. Yes. And also you're that's at most changing one spot. Yeah. So I don't really have an issue. Like, so I, 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 if you someone would agree decides that max PF is fine, the way to go, so that this tanking thing uh, or, or some. See, I think there's a lot of creative rules that you can have for, you know, the 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 how the draft order is 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 calculated. Uh, I know there's some that do it sort of reverse. Like, if you're the last team, you actually get the sixth pick and the best team yeah, that doesn't like make that the, either. I don't like that either. It's not for me. Yep. Um, but. That's a way that creates competitive balance. That's for sure. I mean, it does create com- competitive teams because there's literally no, um, you know, uh, need or, or, or desire to, to tank. It just doesn't. It doesn't have any rewards. So I'm never doing that. I'm always trying to make the playoffs. I'm always trying to get a better spot. That part is fair. I'm okay with that. But I don't particularly like it. A team that just fell out of, you know, so it's not for me. There's lotteries. Um, there's, you know, lottery is probably the most fair way to do it. Like if you kind of want to eliminate tanking, yeah, but still like it's still present, but it just had, you're basically just lowering the effectiveness of tanking. That's right. Because I still might fucking tank to get the better lottery ball. I mean, I still could. It's really just, you know, you know, max PF at least takes out the fact that I'm, I'm not, I'm not incentivized to not play my best lineup ever. And then you can just tell people, hey, guys, you know, like, you know, if you don't play your if you don't play a full lineup or if you're kind of doing some stuff that doesn't play your best lineup, the only reason that we could conceive of for you doing that would be collusion or inactivity. Those are the only two reasons, because tell me why you did it. Why wouldn't you try to play your best lineup? Then it's suspicious, because if I don't play my best lineup against you, but I played against him, it's like, wait, what? Yep. Why did you do that? Can you explain that to me? I'm the commissioner. Well, I was tanking. Why the fuck? How? No, you can't. You can't tank that way. That's not a possible way to tank. So it does take out that sort of the reason because I'm tanking. I'm at least telling you why I'm not playing my team. It is not yeah. to to let someone else beat me. I could give a that would be the last reason I'd ever do it for sure. But like if you're max PF, then that's the only real reason or you're inactive and don't give a shit. Either way, expulsion is not too well collusion would be but even inactivity is not necessarily a terrible reason to expel someone and i think all all of this has to be taken with a grain of salt and the situation is important yes in my home league we did get rid of one person who was voted on by the entire league because of inactivity yep 
Um, and it was in the bylaws that you can't do that. Like, yes. You can't be inactive. You can't tank. Um, yes. Like that. that's in the bylaws. Uh, if this was like a tournament or something like, uh, like a, I don't know, like a large tournament of dynasty leagues, I think that changes a little bit, but it's a listener league where we all know one, like, I know you, I know, I understand why you're doing it. I can take you at your words. If this was a league of random people that I didn't know, I would leave the league Mm. because I just, I, I truly think that regardless of whether or not it's best for your team, it's bad for the league to start an inactive line. So then I would want to tank and tank. You should join only leagues where there's a no tanking rule. Which is fair. That's actually something that if you're, this is important because it upsets Michael in a way, which is totally normal. I think I don't think that that's abnormal. I I understand it actually because it upsets me to even do it. I hate it. I don't like that to be the rule. So for me, I would actually I've been advocating. You remember even early in the year before? Yeah. I said let's change to max PF because yeah. and everybody said well it already started this way. I'm like fair enough. I'm not trying to change it for bad reasons. I just know I'm a bad team. And yeah. I don't want to be put in the position, but I'm going to, you know, because I'm going to yeah. play the rules. And I kind of knew that I had to play it that way because that's there's zero chance my team could win. I tried, but it's like, come on. It's a zero chance uh, that that team can no, win. And-, and so I have to only play. I'm only playing the one game that I can play. And so I think that's the key is, is, is if you don't like the way a, t- a league is set up, don't join it. I've certainly done that, and and it's respectful to just say, hey, man, you know, I, I, this is not a league for me. I don't like the way the rules are set up. It's not best for me. I don't enjoy it. That's a good reason. Yeah, and yeah, I have no interest in leaving the league. I don't think I, I don't actually want you to be kicked out. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I don't. Be a weird uh, and, fucking and, league without me in it. That's all. I think it'd be more fun. Thank you. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a ton of fun. I yep. think that'd be awesome. Just talk um, about me in the past tense. Yeah, I yeah. It would like you died. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could all talk. We could give our honest opinions on every episode. Um, but uh, no, shout out to my man Dirk. By the way, yeah. Dude. Whenever I think of the listener league, I think of Dirk. You've met I just him. Love Dirk. I know. Yeah. he's my buddy in Germany or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's from Belgium. But you and, met him in Germany, right? No, I met him in England. In England yeah. at an at an NFL game. Yeah. Yeah, in England. Um, but I, I think everyone is probably sick and tired of hearing about that conversation. I think we both stated our cases nicely. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe you'll cut some stuff out of there. I don't know. Will you? Probably not. Probably that not. requires it's too good. much work. Yeah. That was yeah. good. All right. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Michael, speaking of, you know, leagues that are not fun because the rules are pesky and bothersome, you know, what about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? The rules seem a little pesky and bothersome to him, too. And I think he wanted to leave the league uh, on Sunday night. I think he was feeling a little bit more emotional than even you were this morning. Just what a weird hill to die on, man. I know. What a really, really weird hill to die on. Yep. Because, like, now you've got me out here defending refs. I know. I have been out. Like, I don't think there's been an episode of uh, Playbook this season <laughs> right. where I haven't, like, bashed the refing and the league. And, like, I'm not alone in that, obviously. But... Of all the hills that die on, you're going to die on the one where the flag was thrown as the play started. Yeah. All you need to do is, this, this is not a bang-bang thing. This is not subjective. This is objective. Dude did something wrong, lined up incorrectly, and got punished for it. Okay, it sucks that you scored on that play. No one cares because the play was never going to count. If this were another situation they blow it dead but they're not blowing it dead because for the same reason they don't blow defensive uh offsides dead because the offense then has a free play to make a to make a play 
the defense in this scenario, maybe they got a strip sack, return it for a touchdown, end of the game. You have to play the play the play through to allow that to happen. They did, and then they're complaining about it. Patrick Mahomes had to be held back, and then he bitched to Josh Allen like that. Yeah. I am not a Patrick Mahomes hater. I, no, I, no. I've like I'm not I'm not there yet. I, I understand everyone will get there at some point the same way they did with Tom Brady, with the exception of Chiefs yeah. fans. Um, I love Andy Reid. I'm a I'm a big I, I like the Chiefs in general. A really weird weird hill to die on. Yeah, especially because. By the way, this is not me being salty. Let's remember how you won the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you a little salty, like uh, it, I'm a little salty. Sure. Yeah, it's a little salty, but, but, but also remember, I think what it comes down to, I'm going to tell you what this is because I figured this out. This is just maximum frustration, maximum frustration boiling over. I think the yeah. last week there when MVS was like completely undressed, um, on the oh, deep yeah. ball, like that was bullshit. That was such uh, a pet pi. Like, yeah, MVS dropping the game winning touchdown in the other game. Like, is the same? That was oh, the same yeah. game. That, that was, was against. Two, that was against Eagles. Yeah, like crazy. The, the dropped one was against the Eagles. Right. So the two separate games, right? If I'm not remembering this right, yes, yeah. correct. You're correct. So like, it's like it's just like uh, here's another way when I make the fucking play at the end because I made the play at MVS. He gets fucking interfered. Totally undressed. I make the play to MVS. He drops a fucking short touchdown. I make the play to Kelsey. And now you guys find, now you find your fucking flags. I just think he just got to a boiling over point and he acted like a petulant little bitch, you know, and, and it happens. I think we've all kind of been there in our life. Uh, We expect a lot more from, you know, from especially Patrick Mahomes, I think actually, because He's just so, so special and so, so... He's the face of the league. Face of the league, the whole thing. He's the Steph Curry. I've heard you know Bill Simmons make that comparison, how they're both universally loved, and then all of a sudden this happens, and it's like he's kind of coming down a rung for sure, as you point out. It's like, you know, yeah, the run-and-gun sort of style, the whole thing. He can shoot yep. it from anywhere, like this sort of presence and um, this likability, and he, he lost a lot of that this past week. I get yep. that. But I think I understood where it came from because it's certainly out of character. But he is used to winning. They're not winning. And I think he was just really frustrated. I think he was wrong. Um, by the way. He was Like he was wrong. There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts oh, yeah, about yeah. it. No, I mean this wrong the for the way he acted too. Debate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, no, well, the, yeah. the play was wrong, of course. I, yeah. I will say D- Dummy Pinocchio did check with the ref about being on side but kind of didn't really – look at him he, or whatever he, he kind of no, threw his he, hand he up didn't and, check he didn't check up the ref i i know what you're referring to yes. i know the video yeah. like yes did he look over and do the same hand motion yes. that every wide receiver does on every play yeah yes he didn't check with the ref he didn't look down the line and check right he just like did do i thing. stop yes. at the stop sign right. sure yeah 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 but if a cop was there and paying attention would i, I get a didn't ticket exactly stop right and that was what Kadarius tony did and That's look right. what happened he got a That's ticket right. like yeah. yeah no no i it was it was I, i'm not defending the call because you can't because it's no i know i'm just stupid um i will say that there are times where they don't necessarily call that but he was so far yeah. off sides like it was yep. it was egregious and tough and hey look it, it happened I, I think it's it's going to be a learning moment for patrick but um yeah, I'm, I I don't like I who knows? I mean, maybe the hate's good for him. We'll see. I mean, you know, um, there, there's some there's a it's it's unfortunate bouncing off bouncing off what you said. There's uh, I don't remember who had the tweet. Uh, shout out to whoever it was. But I, I thought it was the best way to describe it because people said the similar things, which is like, you know, 
a lot of that stuff doesn't get called a lot of the time. Offensive right. line holding, like the false sure. start thing, like the things that are black and white still don't always get called black and white. We're not going to talk about the gray because we'll get into a Super Bowl talk and then I'm just going to get upset again. Um, but the stuff that's black and white isn't always called as such. But at the end of the day, if you rob a bank five times and don't get caught, right, and then you rob it a sixth time and you get caught, you can't be mad at the cops that caught you. That's right. Because you got away with it five times. That's right. You got caught the sixth time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it, if you it, do something. It, yeah, if it, you it do is something against the rules six times. Look, we've all been there. The I mean, times, doesn't matter. The helmet yeah, catch. There have. was there, the helmet catch. There was like five holding calls that should have been called uh, against my yep. Pats. You know, I mean, you know, we can cry about it. It's just it, it happens, right? The the refs are very influential in big time spots, and yep. I think Patrick felt like they were. They swallowed their whistles in one and then found them in another, and he was on the wrong side of both of them. Yep. The the point that he's trying to make is correct. Yeah. And I I don't think many football fans would disagree with that, with the exception of Chiefs fans at the end of the last Super Bowl. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna poke it in there as many times as I can because it's just really it's really ironic. If Patrick Mahomes hadn't said it, I never would have brought it up again. But he's the one that I I could quote him, and it would be Eagles fans right after the Super Bowl. I have a long history Um, of trying to poke it in there as often as I can too. Yeah. Well, (laughs) damn it. Um, but anyway, I don't remember what I was saying. Um, really lost track of it there. (laughs) Oh, the point of what he was trying to say is, of course, that we don't want these refs to decide games. Like we, we, we don't want to we, we would rather them swallow their whistle at the end of games, especially <laughs> at the end of games. Yeah. But that's for like that whole argument has. And correct me if I'm wrong. It has always been about subjective calls. Yeah. yeah it has yeah. always been about yeah. subjective. this one's calls. very obvious and defensive holding. Defensive yeah. pass interference, offensive pass interference, even offensive holding to a certain degree can be judged as subjective like that type of stuff yeah. is the stuff where it's like, OK, if they're like everyone enjoys a football game a lot more when you're letting the wide receivers and the cornerbacks hand fight a little bit. Neither of them are getting called for every little thing that they do because, OK, if it's egregious, call it. But. It, but he can't use that argument with this play. Yeah. And that's what's so, so annoying. And he is. He was being more of a bitch than yeah. I think I legitimately I've ever seen a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. be after a game. Being yeah. I, I was driving home. I watched the uh, I, I was. No, sorry. I was driving to my dad to watch the Eagles game with him. So I actually missed this entire sequence. Mm. Um, and when I got there, I opened Twitter and I'm looking at it. I see him having to be held back at the end of the game. And I'm like, what happened? Like, I'm, right. I'm thinking like Travis Kelsey got hurt. You know, someone cheap had a shot. cheap shot right. on someone. Right. And then I, I start scrolling through Twitter and I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. It's because the because Kadarius was offsides, right? Yeah. No, this it makes dude sense. looked yeah. like he was yeah. ringside at a UFC fight and someone took an illegal shot and his yeah. buddy was the one that took it in the ring and he wanted to get in there to defend his friend. Yeah. That, that, it's embarrassing. It's it was embarrassing. embarrassing. And good for him. He's gonna have to live with it and grow from it, and and I'm sure he will. Actually, I don't think I don't think he all of a sudden becomes the heel and is this no. petulant little bitch. I think he's going to learn from it. Hopefully, he has good people. He's going to become him. the heel eventually, to some degree. Yeah, the the, the way that because, because the because way that Brady did. I mean, yeah. Brady's he was always going to be a heel. Yeah, even if he was half as good, he was going to be a heel because yeah. of just the type of person he was. Yeah. Um. Or the maybe not that, but the type of vibe he gave off between him and Belichick. Well, once he I got think he was good actually too. less of a 
uh, once he was because he if was you remember when he when he day. first came in, he was the antithesis of that. He was the you know he was yeah. Brock Purdy. You know, so yeah. it's like very interesting to see if Brock Purdy and oh, yeah. Shanahan have that I, type of success if they actually become that. Uh, too. Brock Purdy's a is a fraud. He's what? He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. Mmm. Spicy. I don't think that's that spicy. So 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 this will be this will be great. I'll I'll trap him. Watch this. So who's the MVP then? Tyree Kill. Ah <laughs> see you can't say or, Dak. No, I I <laughs> <laughs> you can't say I Dak or Purdy. I think it's actually Tyree Kill. If it's not Tyree Kill, it's Dak. Yeah. I have been a longtime Dak hater. Yeah. I do think he's consistently overrated. He's playing out of his mind right now. And he is, for the first time in his career, the reason that they are winning some of these games. Yeah, the I would say he's grossly underrated uh, because everybody hates no, Dak. He's and thinks he's, he's not, not even a top underrated. 10. He's not elite. He's not this. He's not that. It's like, do you yeah, fucking he's, he's people not, have eyes? You know, speaking of which, they're, they're they're talking about this Justin Herbert like he's any good. I mean, now you're going to tell I, me you're going to tell me that they'd rather have Justin Herbert or, or Dak Prescott. They'd rather have Justin Herbert, but I I trust me, I, I'm a lot closer to with you on that statement than I think you might think. Uh, I that was one of me and Ashley's things, and I've thought about it all season for playbook where we were looking at every team. Justin Herbert needs to put up or shut up. Yeah. And he's kind of getting bailed out this season with the injury. There's another dude who got somewhat bailed out in that type of situation in a recent season. I don't remember who it was. Well, um, Belichick's going to go over there and help him out. It's going to be fine. Oh, God. I don't want to know what happens with Belichick. It's, go- it's um, happening. It's going- he's going to the Chargers. Big uh, money. That'd be interesting. It's going to be great. Uh, that'd be interesting. It's going to be great. No. One, one, look, one MVP caliber season does not a... Uh, does not a top five perennial quarterback make? You, you, think, Her- is- you think Herbert's a buy in dynasty, though? Yes. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's interesting. If you can because- get him on the cheap because of the injury, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Because yeah. they're going to fire Staley. Yep. God, I hope they fire Staley. And all they got to do, yep. All they got to do is just bring in a a Shane Steichen, even. Yeah. Like just bring in a Shane Steichen. Well, they're not going to get Shane Steichen, but yeah. No, I know, I know but yeah. like a, that type of hire. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm not even asking for the next Kyle Shanahan or right. Sean McVay. Yeah. I'm saying bring in a Shane Steichen. Yeah. Yes, it's, it can't be. Can't yeah. po- bring in the the dude from the Lions. Oh no, that's the that's the that's the prize. Is that ben Johnson, yeah, is that he's his the name? prize, man. That's what I, I want he the is, Patriots he is to the get. Prize. I know. Yeah. Um, if I if I were him, I'm looking at the Chargers, man. Yeah, sure. I, I think that I think the Chargers are going to be the prize this offseason. They might be. You've got Justin Herbert. They've they, you have so much talent on that team, man. I mean, so much. If talent. somehow it's the so Patriots, annoying. if somehow the Patriots could get the number one overall pick. They're not that far from the prize. Their defense is dope. They get the star quarterback on the cheap contract. They can then hopefully add some weapons, maybe even like a Mike Evans type of player. I don't know who, but the they could problem, have a couple weapons pretty easily. You know, There's a couple problems with the Patriots, and I, I don't totally disagree with you. I don't think they're that far off, but there's much more glaring issues than the Chargers. One being, and it depends on the guy, you're coming in after Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's never going to be fun unless unless you have that mindset, which maybe that's the type of guy you want is that mindset where that doesn't bother him. Right. Great. Second issue, you also need to hire a GM. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which extends the process. Yeah. And therefore makes it harder to that that complicates things. Yeah. Um, because you're not even like you're not even starting from anywhere because you haven't drafted well recently. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like there's a significant Talent-wise, I don't think you're terrible, but you don't have a ton of young talent. 
no, I, I think it's really, yeah. I mean, defense is actually pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah. that, that, that much is, that much is there. I mean, every team is not that far away if they have the quarterback. I mean, you know, I mean, Shroud, we always say that the rosters quarterback agnostic are pretty close to one another. All the CJ way Shroud. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Yeah. I mean, these honestly, yeah, the Eagles were the first team ever to go to a Super Bowl within five years and have a different head coach and starting quarterback. Right. And Carson Wentz wasn't even the starting quarterback, but he, he was. Um, it's it's not it's not hard right. to turn around in the NFL if you do it well. Yeah, exactly. And if you invest in the right places, no doubt. Uh, second round uh, star quarterbacks certainly work out pretty well. I mean, it's, yep. it's you know, it's it, flawless. Actually, yeah. I don't know why everyone doesn't do it, especially <laughs> when you just signed your new quarterback who has an issue with uh, being overshadowed by his backup quarterback. I, yeah, it was a flawless plan. Yeah, it was definitely um, flawless for sure. Yeah, Carson went. I remember the Eagles fans did not like that. That it was a pick. bad pick. Yeah, it was they, a bad pick. I hated it. Look, look, it was a bad pick. I love Jalen Hurts, and thank God we made that pick. It was a terrible pick. I disagree. It was it was a terrible pick. Anytime you can draft a, a, a quarterback, you have to take a quarterback. I mean, you know, especially these guys. I mean, you spend all these picks at the, at the top. And you look at Sam Howell drafted in the fifth round. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that are sliding. I mean, even, you know, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Brock Purdy. There's enough solid quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, obviously, now. Add him to the list. There's enough solid quarterbacks that come from outside of there. Um, I, I just don't know. Like, that's uh, that's actually part of the reason that I'm so afraid where we are as, a, as the Patriots because we're going to fall at, like, pick two. And I'm afraid yeah. we're just going to take, like, Drake May, and he's just like, yeah, fucking no. He's also, you know, Mac Jones or whatever. Like, I don't know if no, he is you, or isn't. You, you take, you take Drake May. No, I understand you, that. Maybe it's Jake I, James I agree Daniels. With you. I don't know. Like, the, I always are we take sure? a quarterback. But are we sure? Am, like, Drake May is better than Jaden Daniels? No, I'm not sure. I'm not. But I, I'm sure that the percentage chance of one of those two hitting at second overall is better than drafting Jalen Hurts sure. or Nick no, no, Foles yes. or Russell Wilson or whoever it is. I don't know why. Sure. I just well, Nick Foles has. No, but I'm just saying, like, the the point I'm making, Michael, is that, you know, those picks are, like, not sure. The the quarterback is probably the most unsure pick you can make in the top five or ten. Like, it's like... Yeah, in the whole draft. Yeah, it's like, fuck, I don't know if he's any good. I mean, at least, uh, you know, there are a few busts at other positions. I'm not going to say there aren't, but I think they're... What? Kevin White. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why my mind went to Kevin White immediately. <laughs> yeah. But there are but, there are other top 10 busts. I understand yeah. it's not only the quarterback. I'm just saying I I would venture to guess that the missing on the quarterback certainly sets you back further than missing on a, yeah. you know, whatever. So, you know, yeah. for me, it's, it's, it does. Yeah, right. it's just so important. And these guys are like terrifying because all of a sudden, maybe it's getting a little bit better with the rookie pay scale. Like I, we've seen teams move on from whether it be Rosen yeah. or whatever, you know, we've seen teams just say nope this ain't it move on get the fuck out of here and it doesn't kill them they're able to recoup pretty quick so for those reasons yeah you kind of have to take the fucking quarterback but that's why i say you almost have to take two because i mean cousins and rg3 i knew knew you were gonna say that no cousins and and rg3 and i'm not against it yeah i'm not against taking a quarterback to be clear i love taking quarterbacks but taking a quarterback like cousins when you drafted rg3 is one thing you don't know if rg3 is going to work out the reason the Eagles pick was bad was because you believed in, the only reason you take Jalen Hurts in the second there is if you don't believe in Carson Wentz, in which case you have a whole different slew of issues. But the second is just too early. It's way too premium of draft capital. Like you, 
you're saying best case scenario, my second round pick does not play on his rookie contract. Right. That is what you're saying. You also are. And that is a waste of a pick. I get it. I mean, I understand it. I I, I think depth at the quarterback position, especially now, is proving to be pretty important. I I mean, you know, so one of a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I get it. It's so important. Yeah, it's it's important. I I don't know, man. I I don't know. And and, and obviously what they had is they probably had a much higher grade on Jalen Hurts, which stands to reason, because at the end of the day, he was a supernova prospect with flaws was the reason he fell yep. around to it wasn't like he was because i mean he was athletic and you know yep. prolific at the college level five star alabama like this is not yep. like oh good story fella this was prolific yep. prospect who slips to the second round so i think for those reasons i think that's why they did it too it's like look we need to you know we need to take this guy because he's he Je- shouldn't be or he shouldn't be here you know Jeffrey Lurie still has nightmares about missing out on Russell Wilson. That's what it is. Right. Like they, they, and Justin Jefferson. Well, sorry. Arguably the most, arguably the most famous draft lore in Eagles, like recent history is that is Russell Wilson being on their board and him, the Seahawks, I think jumped up to take him possibly. Mm. And they got ahead of him. That was the end of the McNabb era. It was like the Vic era. I think, um, they ended up taking Nick Foles, which worked its way back to working around curiously. But that is that Jeffrey Lurie literally said that the reason they drafted Jalen Hurts is because they couldn't draft Russell Wilson mm. and it, they, it's haunted him. And Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts went the third, I'd be more OK with it. It's just, but it was a bad pick. It, it was a bad pick when yeah. there are when there are players on your board that you have equal grades for that can start for you immediately. It's a bad pick. Bijan Robinson down. was a bad pick. This hurts in the second. Oh, I agree with I. I hurts agree is with not that. as much of that, but but we're gonna agree to disagree. We'll move on, and let's finish the show with a couple quickies. All right. So all right. we we uh, here's the other thing I was thinking about with this dynasty situation going into the playoffs right now is like who's the, who's your running back? Like which like if you look at your fucking team and if it's not CMC and yep. like maybe because he's probably on the on a playoff team. I mean, you know, of course, right. If yep. it's not him, like there's a lot of like questions at the yeah. very best questions. Yeah, I think that's a really a uh, nice way of putting it. It's, um, it's it's rough, man. I thought I'd have I I thought Joe Mixon would be the issue this time of year, and apparently not. Apparently he's, not. He's he's about as comfortable as they come right now. Is what it feels like. Josh Jacobs might not play. Uh, well, you know, you guys are listening to this in the afternoon. We'll know probably by when you listen to this. But like, that's scary. You know, you're you're paying yep. attention to that motherfucker right up to the, right up to the Thursday night. And I hate that it, uh, Thursday. You know, do you play him? I don't know, man. It's like so early. Eckler's mm-hmm. been. He's been getting I'm home, just benching him and but, moving on. But like, now it's yeah. Now Eckler, what do you do with Justin Herbert gone? It's like, oh my god, it got worse. Um, yep. Pacheco just missed time. Madison is now not a full time player. Yep. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker not a full time player. Yeah, but he's not been the the issue with Walker for me is more the injuries coming off of. Yeah. And then Gino possibly being injured. Brian Robinson like, injured. JT yep. injured. Aaron Jones injured. Like, Aaron Jones isn't in this conversation. No, I refuse to acknowledge his existence as a fantasy asset. <laughs> it's true. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I do. I did have him in. I think in one spot where I've been like waiting for him. He's been on my IR. He had one good game all season. Yeah, I know. I know. That, that is it. 
And I've been and like, it was like week one. I'm waiting for him to just play. And now I was just hoping that he would play last week, week 14, so that I could see it. And then if it was yeah. okay, then oh, I could, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Because now, even if he... I don't want to start him. Oh, no. it's it's You'd have to have real, real hard hard uh, luck, you know, you, behind you. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Start drinking on Saturday if exactly. you're doing that. Yeah, if you're playing Aaron Unless Jones. they play on Ooh. Saturday. I forget when they play. Then start drinking on Friday. I think Jerome Ford hurt his hand. Like, is he going to be able to play? And if he does, are they going to not play him on pass down? Like... I don't know, man. It's like there's just so much. Najee and Warren have great matchups. Is Najee okay? They say he's healthy. He's playing. I don't know, They're man. Both been actually pretty fine. Pretty fine, but nothing great, yeah. you know. Which feels great this time of year, to be honest. Comparatively, yeah. like <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm just thinking about like who are the guys that I'm confident in. Right. It's Christian McCaffrey. I guess it's Raheem Mostert. It's probably Travis Etienne. Surprisingly, Derrick Henry. Joe Mixon. Kyron Williams, like everyone, I think other than them have some type of question. Um, and those aren't the names you expect to hear. So yeah, so many of the big names, so many of the guys that you probably in redraft, you probably drafted early. Um, Ramondre was another guy that you didn't even bring up. Um, who's he's been, he was not great all season. He was really starting to heat up near the end there. Um, and then he got injured. Yep. So, Solid. Bad. It's bad stuff, man. I mean, everything there. Now we're looking at Zeke. Like, I I would yep. trade for Zeke. I mean, what do you have to give up for Zeke in, a, in like a dynasty league? Like, if you're holding Zeke and you're not in the playoffs, you're not oh. taking a third? Oh, I'd be thrilled to get a third. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah, like, you'd be thrilled to pay a third to get Zeke. Yep. That's what's crazy. Yep. I just sent that offer, by the way, and I, I don't know if it's been accepted. It's like, it should be snap accepted. Like, I, I feel saw, terrible doing it, but I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Fuck it. I forget who it was. Let me see if it's still open on my Twitter. Um, no. Someone traded a a second for Derrick Henry, like, today for the playoffs. And, like, that's it's not bad. Mm. If you, Assuming you're a competitor, that's not bad because he's been... I mean, granted, he's he's been living on touchdowns. I think he has, like... It feels like he has, like, eight in the past three weeks, but... I guess I could probably just look at his numbers, but regardless, um, that is what the running back position is coming to. All right, Michael, we've been talking about a lot of stuff. You know, I've got a serious question for you. And I know what Go you're going to say already because yeah. you have inherent bias. I do. And, and your inherent bias is the thing that you can't overcome, which is why, you know, you know, is CD Lamb? the wide receiver one in dynasty. No, no of course no, not. not. Right? No? no, why not? Because like I said earlier, Dak is having a career year. Mm-hmm. I also think it's an outlier. Um, and it's taking a career year for CD lamb to really do what he's doing. He's great. I mean, he was like the, he was the uh, wide receiver six in half PPR last year. Um, he's definitely top five in yeah. dynasty. Uh, I just don't, I, I tend to not think he's number one because right. like I would take Tyreek Hill, um, above him. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wow, just, wow, wow. yeah, I just, I, I, I think we're underrating. I, 
I think Tyreek Hill is one of those guys that's constantly underrated. Well, yeah, um, no, he's he's outstanding on a on a on yeah. a year to year, week to week basis. I just think that he's like thirty or something, so it's tough 30? to have him. I think he's pretty fucking close. You I'm can hoping, check. Hoping while I'm he was less than twenty nine. All right, well, fair go. enough. Yeah, like um, he's knocking on the door of being thirty. You know, and so yeah. for me, it's like that okay, doesn't scare me as much for wide receivers. Sure, but um, for a guy that will never win in any other way than being the fastest motherfucker out there, like he's never going to be like, you know what I mean? Like his superpower. I think is, he's. I think he's more than that. I think he's more than that. Um, but he's I only think, more than that as a dominant player. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, sure, but yeah, all right, fair enough. Either way, he's definitely not surpassing Justin Jefferson, um, who is I mean, still probably my dynasty wide receiver one. Um, Jamar Chase is right there. I'm probably lower on him than maybe consensus because I think consensus is probably one or two. Maybe I have him at two. I don't know. I think AJ Brown is right there because, like, unlike CD, like AJ Brown has just been doing what he's been doing. He, he, his number, it hasn't always translated to fantasy success to the same level, but he's had very similar numbers basically every year of his career uh save for the last one in Tennessee where he was injured um he's attached to a younger quarterback in a more consistent organization um so him and AJ Brown are probably in a tier together um for me and then there's guys like Amon Ross St. Brown uh I w- there's other guys that I kind of wish I could put in that tier but I think it probably ends around Amon Ross St. Brown, if I'm, yeah, if I'm being honest. I love so, Amon Ra. Uh, I love Amon Ra. I do Ra. too. Um, I, I think Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb are very, very similar players. Except for that CeeDee Lamb's outscored him by like 60 points this year. Um, yeah, other, other than he's, that. He's, he's having a fantastic year, and that happens. Sure. I, I'm not willing to bet on an outlier year. That's the thing. I don't think it's an outlier. I mean, that's the thing for me. I think it's an outlier for Dak. Yeah, it isn't. And if it's an outlier for Dak, it's an outlier for CD. It's not an outlier for Dak. Dak was doing this the year he broke his ankle, which was like fucking five years ago. He was having this. That was like four games. It was six. It was a six game he got hurt in. My bad. Okay. My bad. It was six games. In those games, his pace was out of control. And he has not been. He has not showed anything other than that. I think. I think. Look, there you go. You're underestimating Dak. that, you know, so underrated. that was also He's three underrated. years ago. That was three years ago, yeah. a surgery ago, and they had the worst defense in the league. All of those things equal what he was doing for those six games, which, by the way, before this season was basically the only six game stretch of his entire career. He is 30 years old. He is who he is. I, I yeah. it's not it is an outlier season because his entire career tells us it's an outlier season. It doesn't actually his his it, entire it, career. Does. He it doesn't. He's his career has been awesome. He's been great. It's been good. Mm. It's not. It, 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 it he is not. Look, he has come up small in a couple playoff situations. That much is true. But had he won those playoff games and had he advanced in in a couple of playoffs, I think he would be looked at entirely different. And same thing, even like you know, I mean, people love to compare him to Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is no different. He's he's fell out, fell uh, short in a number of big games. I think the big games define you, you know. Um, but yeah, I think he's as elite as they get. I mean, you know, everybody wants. Oh, to- he's not as elite as they get. Get out of here. Why not? Because Patrick Mahomes yes. is as elite as they get. God tier. You're putting him in the same situation. God tier. Same no. conversation. No, nobody's in that. I've said Josh that the- Allen. 
I mean, they're six and seven. You know, I mean, Josh Allen is seven and six, but Josh Allen, I love. I think he's great. I don't have an issue with Josh Allen, but I mean, I think he's overrated if we're if we're saying so. I mean, and it's funny because now he's underrated because I think a lot of people are saying that, you know, my point is, yeah, uh, you know, I think they win in totally different ways. But yeah, Dak is a more consistent thrower of the football. Joe Burrow. Yeah, sure. I mean, Lamar, Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's better than Jalen Hurts. Stop. He's obviously better than Jalen Hurts. No, you know what I mean. I don't. I truly don't think you believe that, and I know you're saying it to get a rise out of me, and it's going to work. Yeah. So can we just skip it, and then you can just admit that you you're just doing it to get a rise out of me? (laughs) I love. Can we just can we just move past that part? Oh my god! Because I can't scream. My sister's asleep. It's eleven o'clock here. Like I I can't afford it. Oh my god! You know this was the last segment too. You know this was the end. I mean, you how could you not see this one coming? Trevor Lawrence. You've said on your own goddamn yeah. show like a billion Trevor, times that you would draft Trevor Lawrence. There's an argument to be made for him being like I think that's an two, elite tier. Two, I think I think Dak's in that. Two. He's I not think, in an elite tier. I do think he's so. He's in the he's in right below. He's very good. Yeah. We'll see. And here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence, if in five to seven years he's had the same amount of success as Dak, then yeah. he's not elite either. I agree. Like, Trevor, if you agree, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence just, will also not be in some sort of elite tier if he can't get his team to the playoffs over and over. But if he suffers a terrible injury and takes a year or two to come back from it and has, you know, uh, yeah, he hurt his finger, too. Didn't he fuck up his hand? He fucked up his hand last year. I mean, he, he's been injuries away. He's been injuries away. The, the, yeah, the ankle so was Joel Embiid. Wow. So let's not even fucking go there. Another average that? player. Another average player. Get not a out of here. No, he won no. the MVP. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he campaigned for it. He had to pay a lot of people. I thought he bought the Jesus, MVP. Shut the fuck you up. You really think that Embiid is better than Nikola, uh, than Jokic? Uh, I think that Embiid deserved it two years ago. He didn't Nikola. deserve shit. Jokic, uh, this is the thing, too. Jordan deserved no, it every we, year not, he played. We, Jordan was yeah, the MVP. We're not Carl Malone and shit. That's who fucking Embiid is. Carl Malone. I'm trying to keep you focused on your on your podcast. Carl Malone. That's his new nickname. Okay, I don't give a shit about Carl Malone. I truly don't. Could Hi. not give less. Could not give less of a shit. Hi, my name Carl Malone. Isn't that right? No. No. Okay. All right. I think he's Carl Malone. I mean, he wishes he was Carl Malone. Tua is arguably putting up just as good of numbers in any season that Dak has ever put up. Tua is great. Tua is great. We'll see. There's, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we'll see about that. We'll great. see. He can be he great. Not, That's he has fine. Not done, he has not done what Dak has done over the course of time. What the fuck has Dak done? What do you mean? Lose in the second round? We talked about that. I said if he w- if he were better in the playoffs, we'd have a different story to tell about him. I agree. If Peyton Manning won seven Super Bowls, then he'd have more than Brady. Peyton Manning Wait, was also way did overrated. Did he have as many as Brady? He probably had as many, uh, you know. No, qu- actual question. Does Brady have six or seven? It's six, right? Um, Patriots have five. Does he have don't, seven? Don't we, yeah, oh, we, we have, have six. Have. We have six. And oh, yeah, seven. yeah. He had two, three, and four. Yeah. yeah, so he has seven. Okay. He has two, so three. So Peyton Manning won eight Super Bowls. He'd have more than Brady. If Peyton Manning, I mean, he's lucky. I mean. If Kawhi's shot didn't bounce four times and yeah. then go in, like. I don't ifs. know. That's a really fun game we're playing. A lot of ifs. I like, just can't wait for this week. I'm super excited. Michael Jordan gotta, didn't take a few years off to go play baseball. I tell you, Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. There is no, there is no debate. 
Uh, how many in-season tournament wins does he have? Zero. How many in-season tournament MVPs does he have? Zero. And that's the argument. That's it. LeBron. I'm yeah. cutting out. I'm cutting out everything you say after this. By LeBron the way. is better than LeBron uh, than than than. Um, I'm I'm not cutting that. Than out. Jordan. LeBron yeah, is I'm better than good. Jordan. Not cutting that out. Oh, okay. That there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can pick and choose. It's fine. <laughs> Look, at the end, you don't really think LeBron is a better fucking player than Jordan. Um, I didn't watch Jordan in his prime. Right. And that is, I, I, I truly believe me, it disqualifies me. I truly believe it disqualifies me from having a strong opinion on it. One of the things that's happening right now in the three-point era and in the scoring era is that yeah. people are going back and looking at his stats and they're minimizing his statistical impact on the game. They're saying, look, fucking Shea Gilgis Alexander fucking scores yeah, as many as him. And it's like, you guys, come on. Like he, when he scored 30, there was like two other guys that scored over 22 or 23. You know, like he lapped the league. It yeah. was so, you know, and you see the same thing in the NFL. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's like, like the fucking greatest show on turf did a lot of shit in the, in 2000. That's right. Or 99 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to compare eras, whatever. but I will tell you for those who played against them, who, who it, it's, it's just a different animal. Jordan was the apex predator and he would be in this league now too. Cause even you look at Jordan's numbers when the sort of the three point shot sort of became a thing that he tried. He was great. He was 40%. Yes, early in his career when he took one or two a game as a novelty, he was yeah. 28, 30%, 25. Like it was just like here and there you shoot him, I guess. But once he was like, no, no, wait, this is a weapon, he was one of the best in the league at it. And he was doing it while being covered primarily ever all the time. Like he was just great. When he wanted to, you know, be an assist guy, he was able to. He was also the best defensive player on the floor at all times, which yeah. does not ever get talked about by anybody who talks about you know, no, basketball. Dennis Rodman was probably better than him, but um, not really. Dennis because, Rodman's like arguably one of the best defensive players of all time. Yeah, he was, but but he was not an on-ball defender. I mean, Jordan literally would take whoever was bringing the ball oh, up and I know. make I their know. life go. Oh no! Oh fucking! Now what? Now what? The whole start of the whole thing was done. He was a he was an athletic player who would block shots, get steals, and just make life hell. And he was the ultimate competitor and leader. You know, I mean, it's You're talking just, to a wall, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not arguing with you. It's a, it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, I know people came on this show to hear me finish the show about Michael Jordan. Hey, what a, what a podcast! I love it. We just had fun today. I, I knew it too. I knew we weren't going to just do admit the whole... Dak Prescott's not elite. Just before we get see. off the air, we'll see MVP. No, He's going to win an MVP. It. He wins an MVP, and they win the they Super might. Bowl this year. Which, of course, they're the favorites to do. Are they the favorites? No, to win the Super no, Bowl? San Francisco. I was, I was just say, saying that Jesus to see what you'd Christ. say. Well, I'm not a moron. Yeah, no. San Francisco. Look, San Francisco is the, the 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 leader in the clubhouse. But if you're yeah. if if you're San Francisco down twenty seven to eighteen, you lost to start, the game already. To start the fourth quarter, you or lost the game. you're the Dallas Cowboys down twenty seven to eighteen in the fourth quarter. Who would you rather be? Yeah, I already said Dak is closer to being the MVP yeah. than Brock Purdy is. Yeah. I, I just think that Dak has at least that thing that he can do, just where he can chuck it, come back, sit in shotgun, and play. Whereas I think Brock Purdy, as great as they are, and he's he's playing very well. I, I don't take a lot of things away from Brock Purdy because I've seen a Brock Purdy esque player in Tom Brady. And what I mean by that is he wasn't prolific at first. He was just sort of do everything within the confines to win games, check it down to running backs when it mattered. Like yeah, he wasn't the it. reason they won. He wasn't the reason they won those first three. 
Well, he wasn't, I, he wasn't the reason. No, but but kind of he was, was the reason, the reason they because won. they they replaced Bledsoe, who was a little bit too gunslinger, and they put in a guy who was like, no, no, I understand the the the, the texture of the game, and I'm going to go ahead and just dump it. Like even the the comeback or the game winning drive in the first Super Bowl against the Rams, you go watch that drive. Of course, it's legendary that John Madden said. I'd probably sit on it here, but still, because they had such a young quarterback. But what did he do? He didn't throw it downfield a ton. It was just dump off to the running back, get out of bounds. Boom, boom, boom. He just made great decisions all the way down to the field goal. And that was in a time when nobody really thought he could do that. And I don't know. It's just the way he always played was so smart and so on top of exactly what they needed at the right times. I, I, you know, there's something to that. Um, so, and then he became prolific, obviously with prolific weapons, whether it be Gronk or Randy Moss gave Randy Moss the greatest season he's ever had. So, you know, he also became prolific. I don't know if we'll ever see, you know, I, I suppose we're seeing a little bit with, uh, with, with this team. I mean, he's guiding a, a great team to great heights. So, so far you can just say that Purdy's doing everything needed to get it done. And when he's tested, I'm sure he will be, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll front run the whole way to the Super Bowl. It's possible. But I think that some point in the playoffs, they'll be tested. Yeah. I mean, that's what the playoffs are for. Yeah. So let's hope. hope I, I, I hope as a football fan that that's the case. Totally. Right. I mean, yeah, so. totally. And and I hope he doesn't hurt his little finger or his elbow or whatever his problem was last year. A little baby. Joking. Joking. <laughs> I'm choosing to not comment because we've Joking. been trying to end this podcast for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, Tell the people maybe goodbye. just don't block uh, a twenty sack uh, pass rusher with a third string tight end. Like it, here we Kyle go. Shanahan. I can get him going. You're I can... so fucking smart. Don't put your third string tight end on an island against an all pro pass rusher. There you go. Maybe that would be a good decision, and then you don't have to b- bitch about not being able to have a third quarterback on your roster. Yeah, like, for fuck's sake. All right, I'm done. All right, good. Well, they, you know, Trey Lance was a win for them. That's all I know. Trey Lance first round superflex rookie, uh, superflex startup drafts. Those teams are hurting now, so see. Ya. I'm one of them. You are. You had you had a, a first round. Not in a, not in a not in a startup draft. I took him at the one point oh two, I believe, yeah. in a. I took him over. I think I took him over Lawrence and Fields. Yeah, the first um, round. I had already gotten Lawrence and Fields elsewhere, and I just yeah. wanted a Trey Lance. The first but. round startup is the ones I think is just like wow. Yeah, that's that's belief. That's just belief. That's faith. That's all that I is. Took field, I took Fields in a first round startup. You know, I missed out like on uh, CJ Stroud 10, and and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson in a startup this year just because it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's just too much variance where you know I don't I I understand like you know you get CJ Stroud and you're like oh he turned into Burrow why don't just take Burrow I know Burrow goes ahead of him and all the rest yeah but it's like boy oh boy that's that's I that, you know that's just this, a lot the, of, the lot theory of risk. is really what it comes what it comes down to is like if you get burrow at the 1.11 as opposed to the 1.02 you just have a massive advantage on everyone else yeah it's having a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal like, i think th- i think nailing like in Brock the nfl Purdy and russell wilson and kirk cousins is that in in startups oh, I, you know i mean obviously don't, it's don't, like don't get me wrong you have to it's, take a few more shots back there but i i mean yeah. I, look the, that, the that's one, the way the I one league I'm, I'm 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 playing in here this week you know with my startup is a brock purdy team you know so oh no it's not uh it's a uh, the other league dynasty game theory invitational brock purdy's taking me that 13 and one team brock purdy is absolutely on that team and he's you know i play him every week and he comes through he's he's found money so you know when you can when you can get a starting 
you know, I say elite uh, fantasy quarterback. In other words, he's what top, he's top 10 or whatever he is. I mean, he's yeah, he's definitely top, top five, uh, whatever, you know, when you can get that type of production at that cost, it's, it's a huge advantage and you never know exactly which guys those are, whether it's, you know, a Purdy or a, you know, a cousins has been that guy for so long, you know, I mean, yeah. cousins was also so, um, you know, consistent. That was the thing with Cousins as a as a late round quarterback pick is that whenever you drafted him, it could have been any one of the last ten yep. years. He paid off. You know, he paid. I was off. like Matt Ryan, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger, like yeah. they all. Yeah, there's always yeah. there's always those in yeah. in. I think two different startups that I did two seasons ago. I had the exact same quarterback strategy in both of them, and I ended up with Tua, Carson Wentz, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, those yeah, I drafted that. three quarterbacks, yep. and that was basically it. Because my thought is. Hopefully one of them one of them has to work out. Hopefully two of them do. Yeah. And Carson Wentz was fine for a year ish, a year plus by the time he was with the commanders. It all but comes back. Two have been great. It so. always circles back to the Eagles. Now tell tell the people goodbye. We're gonna we're gonna sign off, baby. Goodbye, people. You know where to find us. And with all that, on behalf of everybody here at the Undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at the Undrafted. And on behalf of my guest and producer and person trying to get me kicked out of my own fantasy football league, Mr. Michael P. Duncan, I am Jax Falcone, and we are out. Say goodbye. Goodbye.